Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com slash Sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Aristotle says that there's some things that can get you off the hook for doing actions that otherwise you'd get blamed for, criticized for. And you can say, well, I didn't know. And people make this sort of excuse a lot. So you also, you don't want to just like do a blanket thing and say, well, anytime somebody can say they don't know, we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, nobody's responsible. Aristotle does want to hold people responsible, but he also wants to be realistic about the degree of responsibility that we contribute to them. So one way to think about this right off the bat that Aristotle looks at is, are they ignorant of general matters, you know, sort of global ignorance about things that are important in moral life, or is it particular kinds of things that they're ignorant about, the specifics of the situation? Aristotle says that if a person is actually ignorant of general matters, then it's probably because they actually have a vice. We've talked about this a little bit before. And he talks about this in, in the, the ethics, that if you have a vice, part of what it does to you is it blinds you to what's good and what's bad. It gives you a distorted idea about what's good. So if we just take a few examples of the vices that Aristotle talks about, a greedy person, a person who characteristically takes more than their fair share, so justice is the middle thing, greed is, is on the, the other side. A greedy person may be greedy and tell themselves, hey, I like, I like having more than everybody else, and they know that it's wrong. But usually, how do they talk about it? They say, oh, no, that's the right share for me. Everybody else should get less. I deserve more. Or they'll say things like, everybody should be greedy. Well, you know, you'd have your fair share, too, if you were greedy like me, and you, you actually, they don't call it greed. They'll say, if you were ambitious or a go-getter or however you want to put it. Well, Aristotle would say that person has a distorted idea about general moral matters. They don't actually realize that greed is bad. They think that greed is good. Or if you take anger, Aristotle spends a lot of time talking about different problems with anger. The person who characteristically gets angry quicker than they should and stays angrier longer than they should and it spills over to affect other people, every once in a while they'll come along and they'll say, yeah, I've got a problem, I've got to go to anger management. But do you think most people go to anger management because they choose to go to anger management? Who, who actually makes them go, usually? The judge, yeah, court appointed. Or, you know, their spouse says, hey, if you don't go to anger management, we're done. So somebody actually has to come along and say, you're mistaken about some really fundamental things. Your mind is screwed up. You need to get your head straight. And then they can go in and try to work on that. But until then, they're ignorant about some things. They actually think that getting angry to the sort of things that they do is the right response. And staying angry as long as they want to stay angry is a good thing. So Aristotle says, if that's the case, you're actually responsible for that. Because how do we become virtuous or vicious? Through our choices. Now, once you actually are vicious, if you have a vice, you can't just snap your fingers and say, okay, I'm not going to see things this way. I'm not going to act this way anymore. Some of you may have tried this with, with some things in the past. It doesn't really work. You have to work on it over time, change your habits, change your way of looking at things, get new models, sometimes get new friends. And sometimes it takes you know, a lot of work. That can change the way in which you see things. That can make you no longer ignorant of general matters. But until then, the vicious person is going to be ignorant of some important general matters. I put some examples here. This kind of action is right or wrong. You know, the greedy person thinks that it's, it's good to behave 
uh, in a greedy way, it's good to indulge their desires as much as they want. Likewise, they think that certain things are wrong that are actually right, like giving everybody their fair share, and they think that's for suckers. Or, you know, this good is to be preferred to that one. Another type of greedy person, we use greed in a couple different ways. If you think about somebody who's stingy, right? They don't want to spend money or resources for other people, including sometimes their own family. The virtue that they should have is generosity. Generosity doesn't mean you just give and give and give and give. It means you give to the right people at the right time for the right reasons. You don't want to be at the other extreme where you're just taking advantage of all the time. You're, you give everything away and then you've got nothing. But you don't want to be stingy either. The stingy person, though, when they're behaving in a stingy way, do you think they say to themselves, I know that being stingy is bad, but I want to be like this. No, they say this is the good thing to do. All these other people, they're crazy. Look at how much money they blow on things. I'm just being prudent. I'm putting away money for things that will be truly valuable. And what do they do? They end up valuing money as a good. Money is a good, right? But they end up valuing it much more highly than other things like, say, relationships, which are a, a more important good than money or a good reputation. Even good reputation is, in certain ways, a better thing from an Aristotelian perspective than money. Or pleasure. They deprive themselves of a lot of pleasures. Pleasures are good, too, right? Sometimes you should spend money on yourself to enjoy yourself. So, ignorance of general matters, Aristotle thinks you're responsible for that. Now, we could debate that. You know, what if somebody grows up in a society where everybody's screwed up? Say, in a very violent society. If we want to use anger, a very aggressive society where everybody fights all the time. Well, then Aristotle would say that person is pretty much stuck. They're going to be vicious. And we could debate about how responsible they, they are you know, for cultural things like that. But what we really want to look at is particulars that would, would get us out of um, responsibility. So Aristotle says, when somebody commits an act out of ignorance and it's involuntary, typically afterwards they feel bad about it. Somebody who feels, you know, that what they did was A-OK, -okay, that's different. But these are the things that people often get screwed up with, particular elements of the situation. And then they feel bad. They say, I just didn't know that. I didn't realize in this situation. I'll give you an example. I once injured a kid by mistake. I was working in a gas station, and this guy drove off without paying. So I go, you know, bursting out the door. And there's a kid, like, standing right by the door. And, you know, push the door to go chase this guy. The door hit the kid. Didn't really, you know, hurt him uh, in any permanent way. But, you know, scared scared the kid and, and knocked him down. And his mom was real mad at me. And I was saying, I got to get this guy's license plate because I'm responsible for doing that. Well, I felt bad about it. You know, I don't like hurting kids. I don't really like hurting anybody, but, you know, kids especially. And what could I have claimed? Well, I didn't know some of these factors of the situation. There were certain things escaping my purview. And why? Because we're human, right? We don't take in everything possible. Have you ever hurt somebody by mistake? I think all of you probably have, right? Not necessarily physically, but perhaps emotionally. Well, what are the things that we can be less conscious or, or ignorant or mistaken about? Aristotle says the doer, who's actually the agent in this case, it's pretty rare for most people, but if you were out of your mind, I suppose, that could be the case. So we're not going to worry that much about that. The act, what you're actually doing. Sometimes, you know, the same act can be described a couple different ways. So keeping a secret or keeping a confidence that a friend has, has made to you, that sounds like a good thing, right? What if you don't really realize the implications of what your friend is, is uh, asking you to keep silent about? And then something bad happens. Are you responsible? Well, again, you, didn't, you weren't completely cognizant of what was going on. The thing affected. Aristotle has some examples that he gives of, of these that are kind of good. Some of them are a little bit silly, but some aren't. 
says a person might mistake his, his son for an enemy. When do situations like that happen? Home defense, right? People get sometimes injured or shot. Other things along those lines happen because somebody just didn't realize what was being affected. Are there, are there other cases where you might not be completely cognizant of everything that's in the situation where, where that can happen? You can probably think of a lot of cases like that. Here's a, a, an interesting case. How about food allergies? Are all of you completely aware of all your friends' food allergies? Food allergies are pretty serious, aren't they? I mean, if, if somebody's got a peanut allergy and they, like, go into anaphylactic shock, that's the right way to say it, right? That's pretty scary. Uh, and all it takes is like, you know, a little bit of a peanut to do that. Or somebody has celiac disease, and so they're, you know, they can't have gluten, and you give them something, and you don't even realize that it has any gluten because it's a processed food or something along those lines. They get very sick, very painful. Now, if that happens, you know, because you gave your friend a candy bar or made a nice drink for them or something like that, are you, are you responsible for that? Did you choose to make them sick? No, you're ignorant of the thing affected, the friend, right? The uh, instrument. He has an example here that's a little bit harder to relate to. He says, you might mistake a sharp spear for one with a button on it. People used to um, practice fighting with weapons that had, you know, blunted edges or would have like a little ball on it. There's actually, those of you who've read Hamlet, there's a famous part of the last scene where Hamlet thinks that they're, they're fencing with blunted foils, but they're actually sharp foils. Does this sort of thing happen? Not so much with weapons in our society. What are the sort of things that happen like that where somebody thinks they're working with one thing and it turns out to be a different kind of thing? And then something bad happens. Can you think of any examples? I think computers might offer us a lot of examples. What's that? People. Okay, people in what, in what sense? Um, like working in the field that I work in, somebody might come in with a situation where they're not going to school. Okay. So you're addressing the not going to school piece. Yeah. But really, in actuality, it has to do with the fact that there's a stable life, mom is up all night, so he can't get up to get to school on time. So as you start to look at them into it, yeah. it's not really about him not going to school. It's about what's going on at home. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be the instrument. That would be more likely some of these other factors. The act, the thing affected. You choose what remedies you want to do. <coughs> Say, I don't know, your friend lets you drive this car, and oh. you think it's a fast car, but he doesn't tell you it's, it's turbo, and you get an accident. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a great example. So, um, yeah, you think that... I mean, I, you might think it's fast, but you might not realize it's turbo, because you drive it. Yeah, or he doesn't tell you at all, and, and yeah. you put the, yeah. the hammer down, and suddenly you're at 60 miles per hour in, in six seconds, and you're wrapped around a stop sign or something, telephone post or something. Yeah, okay, that, that's a good example. A uh, car that's too fast. Same thing can happen with a car that's too slow. You know, you're used to a car that actually has some pickup, and you're trying to get onto a very busy on-ramp, and people are flying by, including truckers, at 70 miles per hour. And so you're puttering up there at 50 miles an hour, and you're, you've got it down all the way, but that car isn't going any faster, and boom, somebody hits you from behind. Well, you didn't know, right? Or there could be other things wrong with the, the car as well. The brakes go out, but you didn't know that the brakes were going to go out. Yeah, cars are a pretty good example for instruments. The effect. There are many times where we're intending to do something, but we're not intending to do the thing that actually happens. He has a, an example here, which again, doesn't happen too often. One might kill a man by giving him medicine with the intention of saving his life. But, you know, sometimes we give people medicine and they turn out to have an allergy to it, right? You know, I know some people that are allergic to penicillin. And if you give them penicillin, which is generally good, you'll kill them. Now, if you're a doctor and that's not in their chart and you give them the penicillin, 
And, you know, you presume that it would be in their chart if, if they actually had an allergy. You weren't intending that effect, were you? You were intending to do something else to heal them. Are there other examples of, of that sort of thing? Have you ever hurt somebody by saying something to them that you had no intention of, of hurting them with? That you had no idea it was going to hurt them? What are some examples of that? Without getting too revealing. I'll give you an example from my childhood. My dad was a pretty tough guy. I didn't realize that he was sort of sharing something with me that was a, a sore spot for, for him. I remember him showing me his high school pictures, and he had big ears that kind of stuck out, the way a lot of kids do at that age. And he said that the other kids called him Dumbo. And he was confiding something in me that, yeah, I don't think he, he thought I would do anything with. So, of course, I started calling him Dumbo. And I was, you know, like eight, nine years old. And, you know, kids that age kind of just poke at people, right? You guys remember that age? Some of you may still you know, have friends that do that at this age. No, I didn't intend to really hurt my dad's feelings. It really hurt him. I had no idea it was going to do that. I thought we were just joking around. I wasn't intending that effect. Probably if he had known I was going to do that, he wouldn't have showed me that picture and told me that story either. Have any of you ever done anything like that before? Hurt somebody's feelings? And you had no idea you were going to hurt their feelings. <clears throat> it's very difficult to know the entire history of a person and where all of their vulnerabilities lie and... <laughs> What might set them off, isn't it? After you get to know them for a while, you've probably actually triggered a few of them, so you don't stay away from those. It doesn't work. Like when my wife asks me, how do I look? Yeah, that's, that's a bad question. That, you no can't. matter what you say, you lose. Generally, yeah. Are there any other questions like, like that? Loaded questions, we call those. Do you love me? <laughs> yeah, or who do you like better, me or that person? Now, the other thing that he talks about is manner, the way in which we're doing something. And... Here he, he has an example of somebody who doesn't know their own strength. Or he says, in loose wrestling, he hits the person a blow and meaning only to grip their hand. Is it possible to do things in such a way that you don't realize that, it, that it's actually damaging or setting off some sort of train of, of events that you didn't intend? Yeah. I mean, think about, again, when you're talking with somebody, think about kids. How many of you have had a babysit? Babysit or, or you've got a younger brother or sister, nephews or nieces or... Things like that. Is it easy to, like, you know, when they get out of hand to try to rein them in, is it easy to hurt their feelings? You raise your voice. You don't realize how loud you're talking to them. Has this ever happened? Yeah? You know, that's, that's a matter of manner or the way in which you're doing something. But when you've gotten angry at somebody else, anger tends to get away from us. And we don't realize just how mean we look when we're talking to the other person, how much we're, our body language is pushing them away. Is that voluntary? Is that intentional? It's, it's a good idea to look in the mirror sometimes when you're angry so you can see just what you look like when you're angry with another person or have somebody videotape you or, or you know, use your voice memo thing on your phone to see what you sound like because then you get a little bit of perspective. Otherwise, you may not realize the manner in which you're, you're doing something. Could it be on the other side? Could you be trying to bring about a certain effect Maybe to correct somebody, to get them to quit acting in a certain way. And you talk to them in a way that you think is very strict, very firm, but it doesn't actually come across. I think all of you have probably had that experience at one time or another, talking to somebody who was bothering you, and you thought you were being really firm, and then you realized, no, i gotta get a, I got to go a bit further with this person. Well, that was a matter of manner. So Aristotle says, if you're ignorant of these things, then that can get you off the hook. If somebody else is ignorant of those things, then that can get them off the hook. It doesn't mean a bad thing that hasn't happened if something actually took place. You know, if a car hit another car because um, the person didn't realize just how powerful it was, there was still an accident. There's still damage, right? But we don't say that the person is as responsible. We don't say it was something that was voluntary. When it comes to murder, 
we make a distinction between premeditated murder, right? Murder one, we often call it. Murder carried out in a heat of passion, murder two. And then if we want to drop it further, what do we go to? Manslaughter. And manslaughter, we don't say that's murder, right? We say there's a different degree of culpability. The person is still responsible for having taken a human life, but they weren't intending it. Now, you can say, well, shouldn't they have known better? You know, could there have been negligence? And there can be negligence with these things. Aristotle talks about the difference between acting from ignorance and acting in ignorance. We're, we're responsible for one, we're not responsible for the other. If somebody else is responsible for you not knowing these things, then you're not responsible for that, right? They are responsible for that. Maybe they didn't know that not giving you the information would bring about the effects, and then they could be off the hook as well. Are there ways in which you can make yourself ignorant of these sorts of things by not paying attention, by deliberately looking away? What do you think? How many of you have seen friends who uh, they're in a bad relationship? And deep in their heart, they know it's a bad relationship. And you're, you know, talking to them every week and you're like, you got to break up with that person. You know, I mean, look what they did now. And they're always, you know, finding, well, no, no, they really love me. They, they made it up to me. They're not going to do it again. Blah, 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 blah. Right. They cheated on you. Well, you know, no, no, I, I, I don't think they really did. I think that they weren't actually cheating on me. That'd be an act, right? They weren't cheating on me. They were seduced by somebody else. They didn't realize that that person wasn't me. You know, pick whatever you like, right? After a certain point, that person is responsible for their degree of ignorance, aren't they? They're choosing to be blind to the other person's faults. That's kind of an extreme case, but are there other cases where people choose not to see these kind of factors? Maybe where they're getting something out of it by not paying attention to these things? Things are easier for them. They're getting something they desire. Are there other things that you can do to yourself which would make you less likely to be conscious of these things? Can you think of any things you might take, say, for example, or consume? That would I was going to say drugs and alcohol. Yeah, exactly. And Aristotle talks about, of course, you know, there weren't a lot of drugs in his time, so he talks just about drinking. But it would go the same for drugs. If you get drunk and then you go out and drive and you hit something, they're not going to say, oh, well, no harm, no foul. You, you didn't realize that there was a pedestrian crossing the crosswalk because you were blind drunk, so you didn't uh, actually know the thing affected and maybe you thought you were in a you know, slower car or something like that, they're going to say, hey, you were drinking, you chose to drink, you put yourself in that impaired situation. Likewise for drugs, right? My wife actually sent me an interesting thing from Seattle, you know, because marijuana is legal out there. So now they're actually putting all these signs, just like we have the drunk driving signs, they have these things about driving impaired under the influence of pot. Because that slows your reaction time down too, right? Makes you a little bit less <laughs> liable to good judgments. Other drugs might affect you in, in other ways. PCP makes people very aggressive and they don't feel a lot of pain. Meth makes people really wild. So does coke. So now if that person is choosing to take the drug and they end up being ignorant of some things because of the drug, they're responsible for that, Aristotle would say. What if they're the kind of person who just doesn't pay attention to things? Aristotle considers that. He says, maybe somebody will say, well, this person didn't notice these things because they're just that kind of person. They just don't pay attention to things. Well, you know, maybe as a kid that can fly, but at a certain point, don't you become responsible for the degree of attention that you pay to things? <clears throat> It'd be different if we're talking about something like ADD, genuine ADD, not the highly overdiagnosed ADD that we give to, to just about anybody who doesn't want to pay attention. But there are some people who genuinely have an organic problem with paying attention. If that were the case, then you wouldn't be responsible. But if it's because you just have, you know, habits of not paying attention to things, because other people have stepped in and, and done that for you, 
Well, then Aristotle would say that you would be responsible for that. That would be not acting from ignorance that other people have caused. That would be acting from ignorance that you're the cause of. <clears throat> so something that Aristotle doesn't actually spell out with this, but I think is worth sort of ending on, is we're responsible to some degree for how well we pay attention to things. We're responsible for getting things right in general matters of moral life, and we're also responsible for paying attention as best as we can to the particulars of the situation. If somebody's deceiving us, particularly if they're very good at deceiving, we're not responsible for that. We tend to get deceived about these sort of things, right? If circumstances just kept us from being able to have access to the information, we're not responsible for that. If there's something wrong with us organically. I mean, sometimes when you have a cold, it's harder to pay attention, isn't it? I remember being sick and going to class and not being able to remember a thing afterwards. Then you wouldn't be responsible for that. But if you've placed yourself in those sort of circumstances, if, for instance, let's say you knew that somebody's very deceptive and you go along with them anyway, then you might be to some degree responsible for it. So that's where we'll leave off with, with this. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.